Today's episode, Where to Download Motivation, where we talk about the times when we felt demotivated in every aspect of life and the coping mechanisms of how we dealt with demotivation and to re-download our motivation back. Today's topic was actually inspired from my brother who felt that recently he can't focus on his tasks and he also felt like doing the simplest things created stress and anxiety for him, although he has abundant of time. And that led to the keyword of demotivation. But what really sparked this idea of talking about it on today's podcast was that he mentioned that he felt he was the only one who felt this way. He felt that everyone had themselves pulled together 100% of the time. And the reality is that's not true. We hope this episode can alleviate some people feeling this way because it's hard to see behind this demotivation door when it's firmly closed. And what we're trying to do is open that door a bit and tell you guys that you're not alone feeling this way. So let's dive in. Right. The topic of demotivation, which I'm pretty sure each of us have in one point in our life have experienced a moment of demotivation where we've maybe lost trust in ourselves, lost confidence in ourselves, or just don't feel like doing whatever people want us to do. So there are many forms, of course, of demotivation. And I'm just going to start with my story of demotivation, and then each of us can share a bit more, a moment in time where we felt very, very demotivated. So mine happened quite recently, probably a year ago, around this time where we were about to graduate from college. Super exciting time. It was also a moment in our life where we are moving to the next stage where we are transitioning from the college student life to actually being the corporate world working, or some of us could be, you know, doing masters. So for me, actually that moment in time, I was still in a state of denial. My last semester of college, I tried my best to, you know, play hard, go out and have a fun weekend with my friends and everything. Just, I think my whole state was trying to deny the fact that I'm graduating, that I need to go into society to work. So when we were about to graduate, I still hadn't, haven't had a reply to, you know, what kind of job I'll be getting, which I mentioned in the previous episode. And at that time, I realized I'm not even sure of my future, whereas everybody else has an answer. Instead of feeling like very pressured by what's happening around me, I think I was in a state of denial. I was in a constant state of thinking, it's too early for me, you know, to be working. I still want to be young. I still want to be a college student. So what happened afterwards is six months of just trying to find a job. I think in that six months, it was very difficult. Of course, uh, you constantly get, you know, rejections and all that. That's very demotivating itself already. But at the same time, I was also kind of escaping reality. Like I wasn't trying to do my best at every application or every interview because I feel like, you know, I... I should be enjoying this moment in time. It's like a nice break for myself. Feeling of like, I don't want to be committed to start something new. Like, I don't want to be committed to my new identity as a 
worker, for example, and just feels like I'm being forced to grow up very fast at that moment stage and also got a little bit tired because I feel like it's a, a repetition of that feeling, you know, in high school when you try and apply for college, when it's like you want somebody to accept you. So it kind of felt the same where you're finding a job when you really just want someone to accept you. How do you yeah. feel, Cindy, when because you were in the state of denial, when you were applying the jobs, you weren't like 100% putting out your best. But how do you feel when there was an application where you needed to insert a cover letter? Oh. Like how, <laughs> you know, like how did that make you feel? Because you're already demotivated at state. But like, do you even try to apply those jobs with the cover letter or? Well, what really happened was I didn't <laughs> apply to those jobs <laughs> with the cover letter because I was that demotivated. I feel like if I didn't do my best and I didn't like put in that cover letter, I have an excuse, you know, that in case they didn't accept me, I'm like, well, I didn't, I wasn't serious about it. So if I was serious, things are going to be, well, I don't remember submitting any cover letters. And also <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I also had like that perception, like cover letters should be for a job that I really, really want. And at the time, I don't think I met a job that I really, really wanted to do. So that also was another demotivating factor. So why should I put in mm -hmm. that effort? Then would you say that you never actually tried to apply? So you were just in a state of denial? I did try and apply, but that was more of a ticking the mark, you know, saying, oh, today I have to apply five jobs at least. So I wasn't exactly like very motivated, like I have to find the perfect job. It was just... I didn't want to leave the college life. I didn't want to leave that bubble that we had. How did I get out of that six months of demotivation was actually one of my friends reached out and said she had an opportunity. Like they were looking exactly for a African writer, someone who knows about Africa. And there was a moment in time where I took on it because I thought, well, very thoughtful of my friend and to refer me. That was a moment that changed because it became a change to my routine. Then like every week I had to write this article and that somehow brought momentum to my life. I had something to look forward to. And I, I was also getting a job, a, a freelance job. So I got money out of creating something I did. Mm. And I think that slowly brought me back to life, if you can say. And then, of course, the ultimate was when I got my first job. Like that just made everything better. Would you say that like if it wasn't for that friend that gave you that initial push, you still be in the demotivation state or you set yourself yeah. a, a time limit? Yeah, I think if she didn't reach out, I'm worried that I'm that might have just continued because every day I did set a goal, like give myself something new to learn. But it was nothing related to like actually finding a job. I'm definitely grateful for that friend who gave me that opportunity for me. I could totally relate to what Cindy just said about realizing that you're growing up and you would have to soon graduate. And the next step, obviously, for you would be to find a job. The fact that I'm graduating and actually being an adult, it haunted me because I'm barely getting through life as a student. So this hit me in junior year of university. So when I was studying in New York City, and this was during the lockdown, it did not help. <laughs> I was alone in the room, right? And I was basically isolating myself because it was the beginning of the pandemic, which hit New York City. I was just in my room trying to accept the fact that I'll be graduating next year. When a senior student is graduating, it's kind of like a bird trying to fly by itself for the first time, right? So if you fail, 
obviously, you know, you'll fall. But like, if you succeed in getting a job, you'll be gliding through the wind, enjoying that first job experience. But for me, that was just haunting. How could I manage being an adult and working a job, having to pay taxes, worry about where you live? So it was just like this burden that I know I would be facing, but I wasn't ready yet. So this factor of having to send out applications to jobs that I really wanted, dealing with people and getting through interviews, submitting resumes, and this idea of putting your best foot forward was very exhausting. I remember I created, well, I was sketching inside my room. A photo of Peter Pan. Why Peter Pan? You know, Peter Pan, it kind of symbolizes his uh, wish to never grow up and stay in Neverland. Mm. I totally got what he was feeling because you really don't want to grow up and get out of this like little safety box. Yeah, that you're in. So having to burst that bubble and adjust to a new step in life, I was just afraid. And biggest thing for me was having to deal with failure and just rejection of like jobs and all sorts of opportunities. So I think mm. for me, demotivation, it, it comes to this factor of having to put your best foot forward and having to put up with this act that you just don't want to try your best at that point. Because if you do try your best and you get rejected, it's like getting rejected at your highest point. And they're basically telling you no when you're putting everything out there that you can. I was just afraid of that wall just hitting me in the face. I wanted to ask, because you mentioned that you felt you were getting rejected at your highest point, like applying for jobs. Could you remember an example of like a one job that you really, really wanted and you were so confident in the application, but it just didn't go the way you wanted? I remember I was trying to apply for this consulting role because everyone was doing it. Everyone wanted that position, right? So I wanted yeah. to try. So I gathered my cover letter. I polished my resume. I remember I was reaching out to the HRs like constantly trying to get any tips, attending their seminars and webinars for tips of applying and positions that they have. I was so active in that application. And as soon as that email comes to you saying, we regret to inform you, whatever. You just feel like, what did I do that for? Like, you know, of course, there's a lesson learned. I'm sure I learned something, but it's just that your effort is just gone to waste. Yeah. yeah, you have to deal with that by yourself. So I kept on that applying even without trying. Felt even more demotivated after that then. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. It's like, I won't even try anymore because if that company rejects me, I'm sure your company would reject me too. So it's like, why try? Turns out sometimes you do get accepted for those applications that you do not even try. And the email comes to you saying, congratulations. It kind of proves that you don't actually need to try your best to even get anything. So this cycle keeps on going and you never actually reach your full potential. It's like you put out flyers and then whatever you get, you get. Mm, there's like a luck element involved. Exactly. Yeah, because the way you said it just now, just imagining it sounds so confusing because it's like you've tried your best in something. Mm-hmm. Like whatever society is saying, like you got to do your best in this thing. But then you did that, but you didn't get accepted. And yet when you did something not so serious about, you still got in. Yeah. But there is like a little bit of a difference between you and me. Me, I just used it as like an excuse just to say like, you know, I would have got in anyway if I actually became serious about it. Whereas for you, it's like, I did my best and it really hurt me. That is something hard to get out of. So how did you eventually overcome this? Or did you overcome this? 
Oh, yeah. I could say now my junior self, I think she didn't know what she wanted because I hadn't had any exposure to any jobs that I wanted to do. So it's more like I was just in the dark trying to find something. But now my with my current job, I'm actually very satisfied and I really like what I do. So if I do find like a position and I do get in contact with the HR and the application process, something in you just fires up and kind of certain that you want this. So you go for it. It's not like when I was in my junior year, when you're just like, I'm not sure if I want to go for it, but I'm just doing it as a safety net. So find your ambition. It helps you actually drive up something. Han mentioned about ambition. It kind of relates back to my brother's story. He really struggled with finding a goal for himself. And that's why he feels demotivated in everything that he's doing right now. Like he knows he wants to get a job at the end, but he doesn't know what kind of job he likes. Yeah, Mm. what job? And he's also (laughs) scared of living in the adult world. And that's also a factor where he feels like, If I'm completing these tasks, it's inching me closer and closer to graduating. It's inching me closer to the real adult world. And I feel like some part of him knows that and he's in denial of that state, which leads back to what Cindy was pointing out in the beginning. And I find that so shocking when he told me because I was the complete opposite of him. I, (laughs) you know, in university, I was so motivated, actually the most motivated I could ever possibly be in my life. If I ace step one and two and three, it will lead me to this. And then after this, I'll figure out what to do. I mean, the saddest part, like I think when my motivation start to decrease was I got the internship that I always wanted junior year and uh, which was at prestige Japanese skincare company. That internship was pretty hard. It was like four to five interviews. And at the end, she told me I got it. And then a couple of weeks later, the COVID-19 hit and they canceled the internship. Uh It just felt like I completed step one and step two, but like external factors that I can't even control prohibited me to achieve that goal of mine that I always had and planned on my agenda. So after that, I was lost. I was genuinely lost because you always hear people say, junior year, junior summer, you get that internship. If you do well, you're going to get a return offer and you don't have to worry about senior job finding stress. And that was the plan. Who knew that COVID would hit? And when that happened, I had to like find a part-time internship job out of the courtesy of my high school teacher that I didn't even like, but I needed the experience. I was still aiming for getting experience on my resume. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of led to further part-time jobs and internships that I really didn't see myself in. But I just did it because I thought it would give me like an edge when I actually applied my senior year. But yeah, that just started down my demotivation to the current situation where I am now, which is if you guys haven't heard about it outside this podcast world, um, Shanghai, you know, April 2022 right now. I'm with you in Shanghai. Yeah. Cindy and I are in Shanghai locked down ever since mid-March and it's been 30 plus days and man, I feel so heavily demotivated. Probably the most demotivated I ever been in my life. <laughs> where mm. I'm constantly attached to my bed and it doesn't even make things better when my apartment or my studio is so tiny. To the point where I don't even need to really clean because that's how tiny it is. And when I live in a space like that, there is no way for me to like get out of bed or do anything. And and also the constant worry 
of like food storage and stress, mm-hmm. man, I just feel like I don't even know like what I want to do with my life. Or maybe being in an isolated room makes you overthink and constant question yes. of like mm-hmm. what you really want in life. It and does. that also leads to demotivation because question yourself. Some people think overthinking will make you more motivated. But for me, I just feel like I'm constantly questioning is this where I want to be right now in the moment of my life? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. if it's not, I would need to find a new goal, new ambition. That's where the where demotivation comes in now. Yeah, where <laughs> to find that? And I'm attached to this bed. All I, Every day, I just want to watch drama. How do I get myself out of that zone, you know? Yeah, and especially yeah. during like quarantine as right now in lockdown. Every day is kind of set in a routine. And it does make you feel like you're more of a machine just every day. Eat, mm-hmm. sleep. <laughs> That constant like repetition does make you feel very demotivated. I mean, I myself, probably not as bad as Angela. I have a little bit more space and also I have my grandma, which is also very hard to look after. It's just I had, I did have that moment in time, like, why am I constantly being asked to do this for mm-hmm. myself? Yeah. Now, I wish somebody could do this for me. So it's very demotivating. I get where you're coming from, Angela. <laughs> I think external factors is really impactful on your thoughts because I remember relating back to what Angela said, like if you're in that room by yourself, there's nothing new that you've seen. So you're constantly arguing by yourself, you're talking by yourself, and that just builds up a new reality. And you basically make a world by yourself, but it's such a sad world because there's nothing new to see. And I think one point that helped me get out of this demotivation was being surrounded by people who are just motivated and just, you know, look at new things. I'm not in Shanghai fully right now. (laughs) I'm in (laughs) Singapore, but we have opened up and now we're able to go back to office sometimes. And even though I'm not forced to go to office, I drag myself there because being surrounded by people you might not even talk with, they just help you kind of get a sense of time and you're living in a moment. You're not alone in this world and you're not surrounding yourself with your thoughts. So I think handling demotivation by surrounding yourself with people really helps. And for me, that was Angela during my university. (laughs) Me. (laughs) You were so motivated. You were auditioning. You were applying. You had so many dreams and hopes. You really motivated me to like do something. Yeah, be in that zone with good vibes. Yep, I'm definitely constantly doing that these days, even during work. I mean, one good thing about working from home is you can play music out loud. You can talk to yourself, curse and everything (laughs) without anyone bothering you. But I do agree like when you're in that state of demotivation, overthinking does hurt a lot. But at the same time, I think one of the ways I also found being able to get out of demotivation is actually just be honest with yourself and just, you know, question yourself to the core. Like, why do you feel demotivated right now? What is actually demotivating you right now? So for example, like, you know, these days I don't want to cook at all. And I ask why, like, why do I not want to cook? Because it's such a hassle. I just don't want to do this repetition. That's it. Repetition. Like that got me right to the core, which is like, I don't like repetition. I need something new every day. So it's like, I try and find new things to prepare myself. Like the next day, oh, I can pick up a book or a new show. I need something different every day. That's one way you can go about addressing your own demotivation. Sometimes it's really that simple. Just ask what is the real reason why you feel so demotivated at the moment? Since we're on the topic of 
re-downloading our motivation back. One of the points that I would like to make that really helped me was to give credit to yourself for the small accomplishments. For example, you're demotivated to apply for jobs. Give yourself every day a goal of 10. Like, okay, today I'm going to apply at most 10. Like 10 would be my goal. It doesn't have mm. to be 100 one day, a little bit at a time. And I think that the smallest things, you're still accomplishing those small little steps at a time actually moves you forward. So don't look at the big picture when redownloading your motivation. Look at like a piece of a puzzle first and then try to piece some of your puzzles together, which can lead to <laughs> the whole image. Uh, hopefully that will make sense. And also what I used to do is I like in elementary school, I don't know if people still do this now, but I would usually do like a mini ritual and I would write on like any test or quiz and say how how like I'm the best <laughs> like, so I would write like Angela mm. you are the best you got this today you will ace this test and it would like mind manipulate me to really think I am the best and I and I got all the answers I mean it worked in elementary school I don't know why I stopped doing that but like it really helps me and if I didn't do it I will feel like there's some negative force around me that prohibited me to do well on this test and if I did unwell I would just blame it on the ritual <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ritual it right <laughs> or something. I don't know if you can use a ritual as a verb, but I just did it. Great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing, Angie. And that exactly gets to the point that I want to get at the end of this podcast we have right now. So we started with the question, you know, where to download motivation, which looking back at it now, I think most of us agree with like asking this kind of question. It also means we hold too much expectation that something out there can help us, like give us a link. That's all I need, feel motivated. But actually, I think from our conversations today, pretty much shows us that sure, demotivation is something hard to tackle on your own because you're basically fighting with yourself. But eventually, the person who actually picks yourself up first is yourself. Even when, you know, someone reaches out a helping hand to you, you decide whether you want to take that hand or not. On the other hand, sometimes it also comes down to questioning yourself, like the real reason why you feel demotivated. You can play your own devil's advocate, for example, or you can give yourself like, you know, create a little change to your environment to, like I mentioned before, for me, it was like that offer from my friend that changed the routine that I had every day that brought momentum for me. Another way was also what Angela mentioned was to compliment yourself on the small things in life, or you can surround yourself with people who inspire you, just as a handset. So I think at the end of the day, it's just you can download motivation by, you know, being honest with yourself and learn to trust yourself more. Because after all, the motivation starts with you and it ends with you. If anything, once you pass the state, you have a tale to tell, just like the three of us now. Oh my goodness, that was a fabulous ending. Cindy, thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in today's episode, Where to Download Motivation. And if you haven't, please subscribe, like, and leave a rating for Banana Corn and recommend this to all your family and friends. And follow us on Instagram, Banana Corn PD, and come back to join us on our next episode. This is us. Bye. Bye. Bye.